Hello and welcome to Side Dish, a podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Ozempa and I am, again, flying solo because Brady is under the weather. Uh, maybe it's just contract negotiations. He's just holding out for less money than he already receives or maybe more money than he already receives, which is basically nothing. But um, I'm flying solo here with a very special and abbreviated uh, Side Dish for this week. And we will have a special guest here. Uh, momentarily, but wanted to let you know of some of the buzz around town. Um, specifically, I wanted to clarify a few things around Chubburger and or Chewburger. Actually, probably should clarify the fact. I'd love to know if it's Chewburger or Chubburger. I always thought it was Chubburger, but I think it's Chewburger. But in any case, um, they were in the process of closing the restaurant. I mentioned that at the last podcast. And they are going to focus on the two restaurants in Northern Boulder Valley, which is essentially the one in Lyons and also the one in Longmont, um, their Oscar Blues franchise, if you will. So it's going to be shutting down the burger restaurant on February 29th. And then the location in Denver's River North District um, closed at the end of 2019. Uh, cited food and labor costs as the main reasons for closure but that the lease is going to expire um, this year. And so that's why they're deciding to close um, the 1225 Ken Pratt Boulevard location and focus on the Grill and Brew in Lyons and then also the one over here in Longmont. So that's kind of clarifying the information for what's going on over at Oscar Blues. And like I said, there's a few other changes too. And I've heard some rumors, but I'm not, uh, we're not probably ready to report on anything that's going on with uh, Oscar Blues as far as some of the other restaurants that are going on. But um, there are definitely some changes going on. So it looks like they're going to be kind of focused on um, those two locations is all. The other thing too that I found was interesting is that they have... Um, actually had some really nice increases in groceries and liquor stores, grew by a third last year, primarily driven by the switch from a 12-can sample pack to a 15-can size. So obviously beer and beer sales are still robust, and uh, it's amazing that the, the craft brewing industry continues to do really well. Some of those craft breweries are... You know, you've got to keep reinventing and, and redoing and, and moving forward. As we saw recently, the Boulder Brewery, which is probably one of the oldest breweries in um, the state, actually closed recently. They sold their facility and decided to close down. But again, as long as you're reinventing and doing things different, I think you probably can do a really good job in this space. And for how, who knows how long? I don't know. But uh, it's pretty amazing to see some of the success and we are certainly benefactors of that success in Longmont as well. Um, coming right back, we're going to have a special guest. So hold on just a minute. All right, welcome back. We are joined by Robert Gutierrez, who is with um, iLoki, which is a, a really cool and unusual name um, for a company that he has started. Do you have partners? I'm sorry. Yeah, we do. We have uh, two partners. So we have one partner here in Longmont. His name is Brian Gutierrez. Okay. And then we have another partner over in Minnesota. His name is Aaron Danks. Nice. So, okay. Yeah. And so uh, for our listeners, do you want to describe to me or to us, actually, first of all, give us a little bit about your background, like <laughs> okay. where, where you come from. And yeah. I mean, he's, I know the listeners can't see him, but he's probably all of like 12. I'm kidding. No, he's very young looking. <laughs> and um, I, I actually have to confess, I met Robert a, a a couple weeks ago and 
he came in with this idea that he's working on this company, and I just thought it was so cool that we should have him on the podcast too as well. So, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so a little bit about me. So I, I was born here in Longmont uh, back in 01 over at the hospital. <laughs> the <laughs> hospital, when, back when there was one. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I did all my education here. I just graduated back in 2019 from high school. So um, I'll be attending CU um, hopefully next uh well, actually, I'll be attending next uh, semester in August, um, and I'll be majoring in business and finance. Fantastic. So, yeah. I, so was CU your only choice? Uh, CU was my only choice. Wow. Just because it's, it's nearby here, so it's yeah. it's helpful just to drive up there and go to college for that. That's cool. Well, it, it was is. my only choice, too. But, okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> There's multiple choices out there. There are. Yeah. There are tons of yeah, choices, CU's, so that's awesome. CU's the good one, though. So like in high school, were you like, did you say, hey, I want to learn how to start businesses, or mm-hmm. were you just really into, like, entrepreneurship? or? Yeah, yeah so during high school, I actually started uh, – uh, Access Marketing, which was our first kind of company that we started. Yeah. Uh, we focused on digital marketing and providing kind of marketing services for uh, companies here in town and, you know, across the United States here and there. So uh, we actually grew to the point where we moved into an office here in town over by Terry Street. So yeah. we operated there for about five to six months, and then we kind of just uh, business started to slow down a bit. So we decided to kind of just sell out in one way. Uh, for personal problems as well and family problems, but no, oh, I'm sorry. To hear yeah, that, but, so yeah, yeah. we we went through that, but you know, afterwards, you know, the entrepreneurship spirit keeps kicking <laughs> you in the butt, and <laughs> you know. So yeah. you let me get this straight. So like you decided, hey, I'm going to open a business while I'm also attending high school. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was a bit hard to manage classes and so forth, but yeah. you know, over time you start to learn how to manage time and and all these things. So. We were able to do that and then, you know, eventually grow it slowly. So we kind of saw progress senior year and junior year. We kind of have a little bit less classes, some free blocks here and there. So that allowed us to put more time into it. And <laughs> Robert, I have to tell you, like, I ate paste in comparison. Mm-hmm. I did really nothing. So, okay. um, I mean, the idea of, of, like, setting up a business was yeah. there's no way I was going to do that. So um, you make us all look bad, I guess. No, no, no. no, no, no definitely not. <laughs> not my intentions, though. <laughs> so so tell us about iLowKey. What, what is your new venture? Like, tell us, describe yeah, so what it is. So we, we get... We got this idea back in around, I would say, September of 2019, when we we were looking at other markets in the world as far as what they were doing um, to kind of innovate. And we came up with the idea of using the ride-sharing fleet that the United States has or its market, like Uber and Lyft and delivery drivers and so forth, and use it to our advantage. And with my previous background in advertising, um, we decided to basically... Uh, create this new thing where we place uh, LED screens or advertising displays on on top of the rideshare vehicles, like on top of the cars, um, and we would run content with you know these advertisement displays on top while the cars are driving around town. Um, so with my previous advertising knowledge, I figured that it was a pretty interesting opportunity to hop into, and not only that, but kind of connect that with digital marketing in some ways. So that's kind of what we're trying to do and kind of what our what iLoki is in its core. Yeah. And how did you come up with the name? Uh, well, it was a long process right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we took about, we dedicated about three days and we actually still have the packet of, uh, of, of full pages of a lot of names that we had yeah. uh, just brainstormed. And, you know, at the end of the day, we just found iLoki, which is actually a nickname that I gave my brother when he was younger. Loki. Oh, cool. So, cool. uh, <laughs> It's interesting and funny, but um, that's kind of what the background of the name comes from, which is a bit unique, I would say. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. So then are there other companies doing something like this or are you kind of borrowing a concept or did you come up with it completely on your yeah. own? So personally, we came up with the idea on our own, but as we started to do a little bit of market research, we found out that there were two other competitors in the United States, yeah. um, one based out of California and the other one based out of New York. Mm -hmm. So um, only those two companies that we've actually uh, identified as main competition. Other than that, there's not really any other competition within the state, which, you know, we're kind of taking advantage of that and kind of expanding ourselves and hopefully gaining market share within the, you know, Colorado Denver market. So then for our listeners, can I visualize, try to visualize this? Is it a sign that is lit by or illuminated by a battery or solar okay. or is it something the driver has to plug in? I'm gotcha. sorry, I'm no, old, you're good. so I'm asking. <laughs> it's all cool, no worries. <laughs> yeah, so kind of to, to put it into bigger, you know, in a bigger picture, uh, the LED display is mounted on roof racks, uh, okay. like a, a roof racks on top of the car. And then the LED itself is covered in a box. And then within the box, there's LED displays, kind of like what you have on a TV, but for mm -hmm. outdoor purposes. Mm -hmm. um, and then we enclose that within a, a box that is weatherproof and, you know, windproof and everything to be outside. Yeah. Um, and the display itself is connected to the car batteries. Uh, so as the car is running, the screen turns on and uh, the screen has saving or, you know, energy saving mechanisms implemented to it as well. So that nice. way it doesn't, you know, drain the battery of the car. Vehicle. So does the driver actually have to hook up something or is it? Uh, yeah. So the so we do the installation for oh, okay. the driver. Okay. So once the driver plugs it in and, you know, they're basically good to go. Yeah. Uh, we do have a on and off button for the driver to turn on the screen or off if they decide to drive one day and they, if they decide not to drive the other day. So <laughs> they don't want to just yeah. advertise all the time <laughs> yeah. if they're not driving. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we, yeah. we have that for them. And then we also have an application on their phones that they could download uh, for, you know, once they sign up with us, we allow them access to this. That way, whenever they drive, uh, our screen is able to track where, where they're at and, you know, kind of basically gain all the metrics and information that our advertisers want. Nice. And so do you control the content then? Do you feed that to the signs or do they have to manipulate that the driver have to manipulate that somehow okay. to get this signs to change? Yeah, or something yeah. Like so the, all the driver has to do is basically, you know, once they get in the car, they say I'm driving on their, you, they click the I'm driving button on their app and they turn on the screen and they're pretty much set to go. Uh, we manage all the back end stuff. So we do the continent management. We do the reporting for all of our clients and we do, you know, basically all the heavy lifting which is uh, now that we've noticed it's a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we do all of that stuff for, for our clients. And, you know, the driver only has the easy job of turning the key in, driving around. <laughs> That's amazing. I, actually, I when I heard about this idea, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, <laughs> thank so, you. So no, thank it's you. really, really cool. So yes. then did your previous marketing experience, was it like mostly social media? Was it, was it mm -hmm. I, I'm guessing it wasn't paper. It was probably no. internet well, and that sort of thing. True, yeah. So yeah. it was digital marketing. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, with that, we really wanted to implement a lot of analytics and data into what we're trying to do here, um, which I'll kind of explain a little bit. So we basically track where the screen is at at every single every eight seconds. We know where the screen is at, and we know where advertisements are being played. We track everything from audience segmentation, uh, from zip code areas, um, all the way to now we're implementing a retargeting feature. So when someone sees the advertisement in person they can get a retargeting advertisement played on their phone through a uh, partnership that we're trying to <laughs> to have with a company. So, uh, you know, we're implementing a lot of the digital marketing strategies that we've had uh, from our previous knowledge and implementing it to this new technology, which we would call it revolutionizing outdoor advertising in some way. 
So that's what we're working on, and that's what we're really, you know, focusing our efforts in. That's really amazing. So is there a way to make a leap between somebody seeing an ad and actually purchasing something? Is there a, mm-hmm. is there data that can support that? Yeah, there is. There's actually a lot of data. So surprisingly, every time, you know, even consumer phones out there, we know everybody has a Bluetooth device or a phone mm-hmm. with them at all times. So what we do is we, we use advantage of, of that and we uh, partner up. We're, we're going to partner up with uh, various data companies who uh, measure those things for you know bigger companies and so forth uh, to measure retargeting. So once if the screen drives through a certain location, we're able to uh, basically segment the area that the ad got played and the time frame that it got played, and then combine that data with you know, data providers to basically determine who was around the screen at that time and what ad got played at that time to therefore create a remarketing campaign through your phone for an ad that was seen at a certain time at a certain day. That is phenomenal. So <laughs> I commend you for figuring <laughs> it you. out. So is it you or your part? Are you mostly like the digital media person or are you the, the kind of, sorry, for lack of no, it's all good. knowledge, no like coding no or who's the program person? So, is that you? Yeah, that's me. Wow, okay. <laughs> I do all the heavy lifting and uh, okay. all of this stuff. I mean, my... My partner, Brian, he's still in high school, so we're all kind of high school students kind of working on this. So then you said you have somebody in Minnesota, too? Yeah. So another high school student? Another high school student, too. So how did you come across somebody from Minnesota? Gaming or? Uh, no, actually, oh, yeah. so he, my, my friend, he reached out to me uh, via a DM on Instagram a, a long time ago, about three or four years ago, and we, we both had connections as far as what we liked, so we decided to meet up and kind of work together on on new ventures and we've we've been very close since then so you know I see a lot of potential in him and you know he sees a lot of potential in me and that's how we we came across paths kind that's of in a really interesting amazing manner. wow yeah, it is yeah so it's no longer is it your neighbor anymore that you have to partner with you can partner across the world or the country so. right <laughs> yeah newsflash everyone Eric's figured this out so um so I, I also you you kind of came to me because in my professional life I happen to work with nonprofits, but then you you talked about dedicating some of the space to nonprofit organizations yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so we through our we basically the reason why we we are dedicating nonprofits, or I'll kind of explain the program a little bit, which is um, we have a smart cities program. And with all the technology that we have implemented into this, we really thought out that uh, creating a smart cities program or creating smarter cities would be a uh, kind of crucial thing that we would do based on all the data that we're gathering. So we've dedicated through our smart cities program 15% of our total ad inventory that gets played uh, per day, per month to nonprofits and, you know, city governments and so forth. Um, at no cost, which means that, you know, if any nonprofit would like to, you know, sign up with us, they would get, you know, a uh, basically an ad space to play their ads in a certain location that they wish, um, you know, for us. So we would like to do that. And the reason why we did it was in order to basically create awareness within the community and hopefully showcase the messages nonprofits have to in a, you know, to the public in an innovative way. So are there things that are off limits, like as far as election or political yeah. can, uh, advertisements? I'm guessing they're off limits. Is that yes, correct? Yes, that okay. is correct. Yeah. Okay. So we do have a couple of exclusions, you know, yeah. no, no, you know, no controversial, you know, topics and so forth. Because yeah. we also have to take care of our drivers as well. You know, political ads sometimes bring, you know, kind of a, you're in the middle of things. So 
we don't want our drivers to get harmed by any of that. So yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, getting mad, it's people getting mad at them for an yes. ad that they happen to have Correct. on their yeah. car. So okay. We want to make sure we, we keep a good relationship with our drivers and with, yeah. with the community as well. So we, we don't partner with anything like that. And so then you got permission from Uber and Lyft uh, to do these signs mm-hmm. and that sort of thing? Is yes. that correct? Yeah. So yeah. Uber and Lyft, the other model is they their, uh, their drivers uh, get hired through an independent contractor model. So they're not, they're not really Uber employees or Lyft employees. Oh, yeah. So we kind of take advantage of that and we, you know. <laughs> in a nice way. In, in a, a nice, nice way. way. In a yeah. nice way. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, basically put the car, the screens on their cars and they work for us as independent contractors as well. So it's kind of a neat way to, you know, jump into a market and kind of what Uber and Lyft did with that really, you know, allows us to branch out and create new things and innovate. That's really cool. So when do you have a, like an advertising schedule? When will you be ready to go? And, you know, are you ready to go like right now with, uh, yes. with the whole thing? Wow. Yeah. So we, we've actually, we launched debate, we launched into beta on February 3rd. So we've kind of, you know, we really jumped into it really quickly. So, you know, we're, we're advertising for companies right now. We got a 30 day free trial with some companies here in town. Pardon me. And we um, we also have partner up with a couple nonprofits in town, such as Hope Hope Longmont and Saint Brain FC. Yeah, and we're looking to we're looking for more. We're looking for more nonprofits to partner up with as well. I would say that FC would probably be a good fit for something like this. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're we're definitely looking and looking a little bit more. We we have taken a little bit of a break as far as prospecting goes, just to we we can you know have uh, you know. A, a very well-developed advertising platform mm-hmm. for our advertisers because ultimately they're the ones who uh, are showing the ad and we want to make sure that the metrics and analytics are accurate and be able to showcase a lot of information for them that is valuable so now does it stop at the longmont edge or are you all over the county all over the state yeah. i mean where is the kind of the mm-hmm. is it geographic focus or yeah. nation nation focus yes yeah, so currently we're just operating off longmont for beta testing just okay. so we could kind of test and see you know make sure mm-hmm. our device works and everything um, we're actually going to get another screen here in the next couple weeks uh, to basically put out in the Denver market as well and Boulder. So our screen here in Longmont is only covering up the Longmont market for now just so we can yeah. test stuff out. And then hopefully within the next couple weeks, we'll be expanding into the Denver market and, you know, within the next month, hopefully into the Minnesota market as well. Nice. Yeah. Now you have connections there, I guess. Correct. Yeah. In Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I won't be just. I won't just drop out a screen over in Minnesota. So somewhere. I have a quick question for you. Like, is there, uh, is there anything, like, what would you do if a driver decided not to eliminate the sign? Like, did it all the time? Like, ah, I'm not turning this thing on. Is there uh-huh. something that you come back at them and say, Hey, wait a minute, you. You said you do this. Yeah. So we we have a driver contract that our okay. that our drivers fill out, and we want to make sure that they. Uh, you know, they agree with what we're doing and, you know, they agreed to turn on the sign here and okay. there. Uh, if they don't turn it on, then we can manually turn it on anytime. But, uh, you know, if they forget to. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Like Big Brother. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we take care of that. But, you know, usually your drivers are, you know, we partner up with uh, full-time Uber and Lyft drivers. So they're driving over 45 hours a week. Um, the more they drive, the more our sign is on. So it's okay. kind of working that way. So how in the world did you learn programming and all that wonderful stuff? Yeah, so uh, I'll have to give my thanks to YouTube and... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, the Google search engine, yeah. So you just you just Google up a question and you kind of just pop it up. A lot of it's late nights with that. So I will have to say that it, it takes a while to understand how LEDs work and how we had to, we had to figure out problems as far as making sure our, our screen turns on and, you know, turns off in certain geolocations of the city. And, you know, basically we want to make sure that 
whatever data we send through our computers is being received by the screen itself. So we use 4G connection with that just to make sure that our content is being, you know, displayed and our drivers don't have to come to our office to switch, you know, SD cards and run a new campaign. Yeah, exactly. Make it as easy as possible Correct. for the drivers. Yeah. yeah. So what's the what are the next steps? You said beta testing right now, and what mm-hmm. what's the next step after that? Like, what you know, are you looking to be fully launched in year's end, or mm-hmm. just curious? Yeah. So we currently, you know, we're kind of we're not rushing things through. We're just you know we're working really hard on stuff. So our plan is to actually be fully launched here in March. So it's coming pretty quickly. Um, not really rushed because we kind of made everything prior to actually launching beta. We developed the program and stuff. So, uh, you know, launching fully in March, hopefully, is our expected day where advertisers start paying us and we actually get a driver to drive around a town with us. That way we don't drive around and kind of test information out. So that's kind of our plan for now. And then, you know, like I said, hopefully by mid of March or April, we'll have a screen in Minnesota and we'll have a couple more screens here in the Longmont, Denver area. Excellent. What else have I not asked you about that you'd like to listeners to yeah, know about? Well, uh, no, I think it's just a lot of the, you know, analytics side of things that we're kind of gathering. It's, you know, a lot of information that I would say is very valuable to even smaller companies, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our model and our, you know, how we made our business model was really focused uh, towards small and local businesses. Um, you know, usually most times small businesses and, you know, medium-sized businesses don't have, you know, money to go advertise for you know, on a billboard or even outside. So we made our business model so that whatever the our client's budget is, you know, we work with it. So that's pretty kind of nifty for, for some companies, and it's pretty flexible for some. It is, and it also sounds like, and uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but is this mostly your own investment, your own money that went into this, or oh, did yeah. you get outside investors no, to No, definitely. It's, it's our money. <laughs> so you, it's the hard part with, with growing a company is you don't yeah. have much capital, and we... We, we basically manage everything until the bottom cent that we have to make sure we're spending everything in the right things. What an amazing idea. So Thank anyway, you. I just want to reiterate that. It is a Thank pleasure you. to meet you, and I'm just so inspired to hear about it. Um, like I said, you're you're an insp- whenever people like harass me about or like talk about young people, like, oh, they're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, I can point to you and other people okay. too as well. So <laughs> well, certainly appreciate um, pretty it. amazing inspiration. Thank so thank you very much, Robert, for being on here. Oh, yeah, definitely. And thank you. Hello and welcome back. It was such a pleasure to talk to Robert Gutierrez from iLowKey um, about his invention and his business. And that is, I'm so impressed with uh, his uh, ability to do something like that, to start a business and being so young. It just blows my mind. I was not thinking about starting a business when I was in high school. Um, or perhaps maybe I had notions of it, but there was no way I was going to do something like that. So I am just... Uh, uh, just amazed about what they're looking to do and how cool it is and how he learned to do some of the stuff he does. Um, we'll have information on the show notes about his uh, company as well as what they're up to and ways to contact them. Um, as far as events, I'm just going to tell you about the census is coming out and this is a way for everybody to be counted and to participate. This leads to funding for the state for the programs that you count on, be it conservation, be it Head Start programs, be it education. Um, it's just, uh, make sure you're, you're completing the census and get that in so we can be fully represented here in Colorado and Boulder County. Um, they are also hiring people. So if you go to the census.gov, um, website, you can also look at becoming a temporary employee if you want to do that as well. So, um, we are ever so grateful as always to, uh, uh, thank Andy Epler for intro music 
And we are also ever so grateful to, um, again, Robert Gutierrez for joining us today. And you can also find us on Spotify as you hear my speaker load up. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you download your podcasts. Reach out to, reach out to us at info at sidedishlongmont.org. Send us your music at info at sidedishlongmont.org too as well. And thanks to Andy Epler for giving us Winter on the Moon, music for your week. Thank you very much for listening, and please give us some feedback when you get a chance. And hopefully Brady will be here next week.